and welcome to People Changing Enterprises. Today on the show, we're doing something a bit different. We're answering one specific question. And for that, I'd like to introduce a special guest, our producer, Varya, who will be hosting today's bonus episode. Hello. Hey, Varya. Tell me about today's episode. You know, as we've been recording the show, I found myself wanting a bit more information. I've been wanting to chase our guests down and ask them some follow-up questions. How exactly do you do this? Or what happens when you tell people that? So that's exactly what I'm doing. I am calling people up and asking them to answer a very specific question about doing something differently inside their business. That's amazing. Thank you for doing that. Because the reason we do this show is to help people with practical advice. Totally. And today, I started with a question I've personally struggled with for years, how to give designers negative feedback. Oh, wow, that's a tough one. And so important. Anyone looking to create change will have to give feedback at some point, right? And especially when enterprises are changing up the way they do marketing and their digital experiences. Yeah. It all hinges on well-executed design that's also aligned with the brand and the customer. And that can't happen without good feedback conversations. And those are hard. So I called a panel of experts and asked them how to do it. Amazing. So let's hear it from the experts. When I thought about the topic of how to give designers negative feedback, the first person who came to mind was Sitsa. My name is Sitsa Kotmans. I'm a designer for a product company. Sitsa was the first designer I ever managed. And our first meeting together went like this. We were in the middle of a rebranding project. And I was the new guy sitting with the founders of the company. So it was like my first draft of designs, right? I didn't get much to work with. The task was, hey, redesign the website. So I was going through the designs and it was nerve wracking as hell. And then at the end of the presentation, one of the founders got up and said, I don't know what I'm looking for, but this isn't it. (laughs) Yeah, that was rough. I use this anecdote to this day as an example as to how you shouldn't give a designer feedback. You can't work with that. Today, you'll hear Sitsa telling me how to never be that person in a creative review. And here's the thing. Creative reviews are tough. The pressure is on the designer to deliver something great and on the reviewer to say something smart. It's nervous for everyone. If I'm the creative director and I'm selling it up the chain to a client partner, I'm nervous that what I'm about to get is what I've promised him I'm going to give him. And it's nervous for the designer who has to come up with the goods, but it's very, very human. This is one of my feedback role models who I worked with when I started my career in advertising. My name is Ken McRae. I'm an executive creative consultant. He's been in every kind of creative world you can think of. Directing two feature films, working in advertising as a creative director, directing music videos. It's all exactly the same. We're collaborating together and we're trying to do some really cool stuff. And he's really good at feedback. I love helping creatives unearth their best work, just helping remove obstacles so that their work can shine. 
I also wanted the perspective of someone inside an enterprise. My name's Paul Watson, and I am the head of brand and design at a company called Golf Breaks, one of the world leaders in sending golfers on holidays around the world. Paul has a really unique position inside his company. I was their first designer. It was a big change for them to have a designer on board. And that makes him really well suited to help us give better creative feedback. So they got me in, and the first job was to rebrand the company, and then we rebuilt the website. Let's get into it. How do you give negative feedback to designers? Here are the five things I learned from my panel of experts. Lesson one, set the parameters. If you're going to give feedback, be involved in the briefing, if at all possible, and make it really clear at that stage what the design is supposed to do. Have an opinion on what you're trying to accomplish before you're asked for feedback. You were the first designer at Golf Breaks. I'm guessing what you were doing is putting a lot of work in front of a lot of people who didn't know how to talk about it. How did you help them to get to a level where they were more able to give you feedback that was useful? Not surprising people at every stage. I think that was the key. So it was, um, we take the brief that we needed a rebrand, but we say, hey, what do you like? So bringing together a, a good old traditional mood board and then showing that and saying, look, this is 50, you know, which 10 of those do you prefer? And then we kind of narrow it down, narrow it down. And then at the start of the next meeting, we'd say, hey, you remember this mood board? Well, these are the five we, we quite liked. So from there, I took it to here, here and here. So we're all ready to start from the same point. Because the challenge is sometimes that you, you run forward too fast. You just haven't got over those kind of baby steps first. The best feedback starts well before feedback is due. And, and what that means is it starts with the briefing. Okay, So the more you can be aligned up front and everyone around the table nodding and clear on what we're trying to do, you'll save a lot more pain down the road. It's okay to request uh, like whips along the way. So don't wait for a ta-da moment. Don't say, I'll see you in a week and give me the next version of the website to say, hopefully it's all clear. And why don't you show me in a couple of days how it's coming along? Lesson two, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, ask. What do you do when you have things that are really like rolling on a really fast pace? You insist upon an abridged version. What I often do is when people are coming to me with ideas and presenting ideas, I'll say, tell me the brief. Haven't you seen the brief? No, I've seen it. I just want to hear you explain it in one sentence. Before we even begin, just recap what we're doing. I know it sounds really obvious, but obvious is essential up front. It really, really is. That is such a good point. The The idea of tell me what the brief is, like tell me what you've been working on. What is the goal here? That like changes everything for me, honestly. For sure. Like the concept of an elevator pitch or a one-line synopsis is really important. You know, like... If you have someone presenting a TV commercial concept, for example, and they say, yeah, it's going to be super slow motion and we're going to have like a tracking shot with a motion controlled camera. And, you know, the at the peak of the ad, there's going to be this massive explosion. It's like, cool, stop. What's the ad in the sentence? Um, oh, we want to show a, a bank robbery in real time. Great. Got it. Now let's go. Okay. You've set the stage and the work is in front of you and you don't like it. Lesson three, be honest. The designer knows you are not trying to be mean. This is the part where the creative review becomes a conversation. No one wants to be mean. No one gets up in the morning and say, right, I'm going to be a real so-and-so today to the designer. So everyone wants to see 
something brilliant, don't they? They, they don't really want to go into a meeting and come out of it seeing something they don't like. And I think that's helpful to know from a client point of view as well, that your feelings as a client and you don't like it is only really helpful long term. I really am passionate about it never being personal. I should be able to say, or anybody should be able to say, I love this part and I love this part and I really hate the choice of typeface because it's not personal. It doesn't mean I don't like you. It just means I don't like the design choice that you've made. So it's not about this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is right. It's not binary. It's more of a, more of an ongoing conversation. And it doesn't mean being vague, like, you know, oh, it's nice, but I'd, it'd be better if it was happier. You still have to be specific. What I do appreciate most is honesty. If I'm receiving feedback, if you're a designer or not, it doesn't matter. As long as you can be specific and honest about it. You don't have to please the designer because, actually, I'm trying to please you, right? I'm trying to cater to your needs. I am tasked with making your vision a reality. Is it really okay to say, I don't like the way this looks? Yeah, but be respectful. There's a reasoning behind that proposal. Try to work with the person and explain why it doesn't feel right to you. But also be honest. It's okay to say, I don't like it. It's okay. <laughs> we're, we're fine with that. But don't say, you know, it is total bullcrap. Okay, that doesn't help us. <laughs> but be respectful, say, I don't like it, and tell us why. Lesson four. Here's the hard part. Explain why you don't like it. Even if you don't know how to say it, you have to try. And that means you really have to get honest with yourself here, too. If you're giving feedback, just try to be more specific as, for example, if you say, I don't like this color, what don't you like about it? You know, is it not on brand? Is it not the right shade? Does it remind you of, I don't know, some weird experience? How does it feel to you? What does it communicate? Just be specific about it so I can work with that information, right? I'm there to provide a solution to help you and create something to make your vision a reality. What I like is information. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it does give me a sense of direction. By doing that process of thinking through why, sometimes you think, actually, that's not relevant anymore. You know, that color I'm using is the color of a car that broke down on me once. I hate that color. But it could be absolutely irrelevant. And sometimes you just don't know to from that thought process. Recently, we did, we did some work for some social and someone said, I, I don't like that design. And after we drilled down and asked why a few times, it simply was because this person had seen another company use a very similar design, completely by accident. But it was a completely different market in a different country that they'd just seen on a marketing uh, email. So actually, when we drilled down, we did realize it's completely okay to use. Why don't you like it? If it reminds you of your mother's shoes, okay. What style of shoes? Were they boots? Were they sandals? Just be specific about it. And it'll only help both of us, both sides. And just try to make the conversation open and not like some sort of dead end. Another really important sort of pragmatic structural aspect of feedback is start with the good stuff because he or she have worked hard on it. And it's nice to hear nice feedback. Man, I love these colors. That's gorgeous. You know, I love this typeface. Really cool. I just, I find the size of the type hard to read. And it's not disingenuous. You're not tricking anybody. You're not lying. Just start with that and then say, better would be even better. And it's like, I'm not trying to preach from some mountain of corporate speak and how to deceive people into getting them to do what you want. It's a chat. It's a conversation. We're collaborating on something. And how do we both make it better together? 
And sometimes I'll say, I really love how you've done this particular thing. It looks awesome, but I'm not sure why you've added it in. Can you explain it to me? Lesson five. And here's the other hard part. Here is the number one thing not to do. Do not offer solutions. Top tip would be to elaborate on why and not solutionize. From a designer point of view, the difference between a client saying to me, make that logo twice as big. And you think, well, that's not going to look good. What you really want to hear is based on my experience with our customers, the branding is too subtle and they're not going to know who this is presented from. So it's understanding why you want to request that. And then that becomes logical to the designer then as well. So it's not just your design skills have made that logo too small or, you know, and the designer's thinking that's going to look terrible, really big. It's more like, how can we make this more impactful of the brand or how can we make this appeal to this certain demographic? It's really to understand, ah, I understand now. So it's up to the designer also to come back to you and say, why, why do you feel that way? And then, you know, drill down to un- the understanding. I think that the solutionizing is where I've gone wrong every time. And I think the reason that we do this as non-designer clients is that we, I'm going to speak for myself, I don't know the level of vagueness that is okay to drop on a designer. You've employed this designer and you've probably gone through the due diligence of picking a good designer. So you've employed someone who is an expert in their field. So by all means, say, yeah, how about if this logo is bigger? But you've got to rely on their expertise that you're paying for. As with everything in life, it's okay to say, I don't know. Not, I don't know what I want, but I'm not sure how to explain it here, but I really like how, I really like how the website starts powerfully and opens and is clearly defined, but I'm not sure what you mean when you talk about kerning the letters and I'm not sure, just say so. You know, it's okay to have that discussion and to have that openness and that's where you'll start to get a, bit, a few more results more quickly. And again, it just goes back to that honesty. Not everyone has to be an expert. However, that segues to the next point, which is ultimately hire experts and get out of the way. You're not the designer. And that doesn't mean how dare you have design input, just like hire well, cast well, brief really well, and then feedback nicely. So there you have it. Easy, right? (laughs) No, but now we have something to practice. Big thanks to Sitsa, Ken, and Paul for those five skills to practice in giving design feedback. Here's what I'm personally committing to when it comes to design feedback conversations. I commit to biting the bullet and saying when I don't like something. Approaching feedback as a conversation. Accepting that it can be awkward and uncomfortable and even adversarial, but doing it anyway. I also commit to not offering solutions and instead asking my designers for help to develop the language that I don't have to explain why something doesn't feel right. And lastly, I commit to trying to have more frequent check-ins with designers to avoid those ta-da moments. This is a theme that comes up on the People Changing Enterprises podcast pretty regularly. Sitting down with stakeholders before the big meeting is the best way Maybe the only way to have those meetings go smoothly, and the same applies here. That's it for this week's bonus episode of People Changing Enterprises. Do you have a question you'd like us to answer next? Send it to Content Stack on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to People Changing Enterprises. We'll be back next week with a new episode helping you make your mark 